Welcome to Founder Story, your go-to podcast series on breakout startups and secret heroes behind them. Each week, we bring you a fresh new take on leading figures in the startup landscape as we deep dive in their startup journeys. In today's episode, we have Alejandra, the woman behind Fly Wallet. Alejandra, welcome to the show. Hi, Desiree. Thanks for having me. Really excited to be here. It's great to have you. So the first question I'm going to fire at you is, can you briefly introduce yourself and what are you building? Of course. Um, my name is Alejandra. I'm uh, originally from the Dominican Republic. Um, and in my last year of medical school, actually, I'm a medical doctor as well. Um, I came up with the idea for Fly Wallet, which is basically like a gamified savings account designed to help you travel more. Um, there were a lot of people around me who were wishing to leave their country for the very first time or, or make a specific trip happen due to they wanted to see family or take advantage of a specific opportunity and money was really that obstacle for them. Um, so we created Fly Wallet to help you budget um, different trips, um, save up and build positive financial habits and channel those finances into positive experience and, you know, memories that will last a lifetime. We like to say that travel is the only expense that makes you richer. And where did the idea of Fly Wallet came from and what's its backstory? Um, Fly Wallet idea, it came from, yeah, really um, solving a personal problem for myself. I love to travel. Um, and when I was in university, I kind of would misuse the credit card or kind of put myself into difficult financial spots in order to make a trip happen. Um, so you know, I created this, I taught myself a little bit of code to create kind of like this prototype that would allow me to, uh, you know, save automatically every month towards my travel goals. Um, and yeah, I just started offering that service to the people around me and realized that there is a really a big demand for, for something like this. Expand on travel goals. Is that literally a place that you want to travel? Or is that literally you planning everything? Like I'm going to save the X amount of money. I'm going to this place at a certain time. I mean, with, uh, with Fly Wallet, you just have to put your dreams and Fly Wallet takes care of the rest. So for example, me, I'm like, okay, my best friend's getting married in Italy um, in August. I want to go see my family in Dominican Republic in December. I want to take this other trip in February. So I just put all the plans that I want in my Fly Wallet and Fly Wallet will tell me exactly how much I should save every month. And then I can just set and forget. And since it tracks, you know, the fluctuations of flight prices, It'll make sure I'm always on track. Hey, you need to save, you know, $5 more or you could save a little less um, and just keep you on track for your goals. And it will also help you afford them when they're at their lowest price, you know. Very nice. So that's what it sounds like where it is now. But let's rewind a little back to how it was initially. So and, and on top of that question, where did you get the resources to build it? Yeah, so very, very early stage. It was me that taught myself a little bit of code to do this prototype using free kind of no code tools on the internet. So I would combine uh, WordPress and like PayPal um, widgets, you know, to create some sort of tool like this. Um, and then I started getting involved in pitch competitions. So you'd win a couple cash prizes here and there. Um, so that was really how it was at its earliest, earliest stage. Um, you know, just me and a and a co-founder and like Excel spreadsheet and doing everything manually. Um, but we've been able to, to automate a lot since then. 
sounds like a lot of maturing over the time. And what I would say is we found out that you had some uh, regularity issues with your initial version. Can you tell us a bit more on that? Yeah. Um, so as I was saying, we were doing a lot of pitch competitions in the early days. And it was actually during one of those pitch competitions um, that, you know, we were confident we're going to win first place again. Um, and one of the judges said, um, you know, you know what you're doing is completely illegal, right? And we were like, well, what do you mean? It's like, oh, well, with FlyWallet, you are acting as a bank. Um, you can't do that. And I'm going to report you to the financial conduct authorities. So we were like, wow, um, okay, let's refund all of our users. And, you know, this is really the point where a lot of people would maybe give up or pivot into doing something else. Um, but we were really... Um, we, we really wanted to create a globally accessible financial tool. And we believe just like travel is borderless, money should be borderless. Um, so we actually doubled down. You know, we, we learned a lot more about the financial technology space. We didn't really know that fintech was something that was trending back then. But now I would consider ourselves kind of experts in the space. We've gotten to know so much about the regulatory landscape um, that, you know, we've built off of that and built something really solid now. It's a big challenge for you to be like, okay, we have the business settled and now we kind of have to start over. So would you say um, uh, that was kind of the hardest challenge or do you, do you say there's something even tops that position from that point? I mean, I knew this from the beginning after graduating medical school and having to decide, okay, do I pursue entrepreneurship or do I continue with medicine? Um I always have known that behind mountains are more mountains. So I never expect that after an obstacle, things will just be smooth sailing and, and, and easy. So I'm a big believer in enjoying the process, enjoying the journey and not expecting, oh, once we, once we raise or once we do this, everything's going to be simple and easy. Like, no. So I think in podcasts and interviews, when people ask me, you know, what's a big obstacle that you have faced and how have you overcome it? That's really the go-to one is in the early days, um, getting shut down and having to start over. But uh, really, every day is a, is a battle. But I would say now that I've built, been able to build out a team of you know, soldiers and people that can get you through it and support you in the process, um, it's, it's a different type of battle. It's, it's, it's more support, so it's easier in that way. I think that's the beauty of it all is that... Um as the journey is going on it's like you're fighting but then you don't realize that you're growing so it's kind of that sense of build fight build fight um but the thing is with all of this at the time you'd be like um i don't even realize that i'm just trying to move forward but then you don't realize the level of growth as this is all going but anyway so um moving forward into the next question how does crypto and um usc oh usdc beg your pardon come into it come in yeah so as i said um in the beginning we didn't know much about fintech we didn't know much about blockchain we just knew the vision we knew we wanted to be a globally accessible financial tool a globally accessible savings account and it was only through um building iterating learning growing as you say that we were able to realize that there's all these you know rules around money and so many people, so many investors told us, you can't be globally accessible, you can't do it, you have to go country by country, you have to start in the EU, you have to start in the US. Um, and we were just stubborn about that. We were like, no, there's got to be another way. 
Um, and it, it was through that that we discovered um, the rabbit hole that is Web3 and crypto. Um, but, you know, there's always been kind of a, a reputation around Web3 that it's very like scammy and get rich quick. Um, but we discovered a community um, called Cello that really resonated with our values. Um, it was all about prosperity for everyone. It was all about, you know, it, it viewed the technology as, as a marathon, not a sprint, long-term, real-world use cases, empowering people in emerging markets. Um, so we got involved with them and we were able to uh, participate in their accelerator program and launch a Web3 version of our product, which accepts um, CUSD, CEURO, which are the Celo stable coins, and USDC will be uh, accepted probably by the end of this month, actually. So we're expanding um, cross-chain soon, um, but Celo is the blockchain that we started with because, like I said, um, a community of similar values. Nice. Well, different kind of question that popped into my mind from the previous question is what is the greatest lesson that, greatest lesson that you've learned so far in the journey with fly, um fly wallets mm -hmm. um that's a that's a deep question but i think ultimately it comes down to um you can't do things alone you can't micromanage like visions as big as fly wallet take collaboration, they take teamwork, they take asking for help. Um, so I think really it's been me as a natural introvert, you know, stepping outside my comfort zone to always be networking, always be asking how I can learn from other people and always be, you know, putting myself in the position to give first because you don't want to be also always taking, always wanting to, you know, pick people's brains. It's how can I give, you know, so that I can build certain types of relationships um, and learn, you know, from other people that have walked this path before me. Um, and it's also that even though people can teach you things or give their advice or their opinions, it's very important to know how to take the good and leave the bad. Um, because if I would have taken advice in the early days, I would have quit because people kept telling me that what I wanted to do wasn't possible. So it's really, yeah, having that confidence in yourself and also knowing that you have to be humble enough to seek guidance and knowledge outside of yourself um, and knowing where that line is. Okay. And as a female founder, would you say that you face any obstacles that um, affected your building journey? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, you're a woman, so you will get it as well. But it's just, it's subtle things. It's subtle things. I could say the same thing. And then my co-founder that's male could say the same thing. And we get a completely different um, reaction. The first time um, that we tried to fundraise, I took it upon myself to do that. And it didn't go as well as we would have hoped. My co-founder, male, you know, goes ahead and tries to do it. He faces his own challenges because he's a minority. Um, but still, it's a different, it's a completely different um success rate i would say and i think it comes down to just yeah it's, it's subtle things that i can't put into words but i think yeah there are the inequalities that exist that need to be handled um but i would say internally when it comes to building when it comes to growing the business when it comes to managing a team um 
it's been an advantage more more than anything. I I think it's more of, you know, the external things that you have to deal with. This question may be similar to the question I asked before. If you had to go back to your younger self, what piece of advice would you give? Mm -hmm. I feel like I would just warn myself of, you know, all the all the mistakes we made that could have saved us time and money. But at the same time, it's going through those mistakes that make you grow and make you learn and make you into the CEO that you're destined to become. Um, so that, it, you know, that is a tricky question. Um, I would just say, uh, I would just tell myself to be confident and trust, trust the process and trust the timing of everything, um, which I think I do naturally, but that reinforcement from my future self would always be good. So don't worry, things are going to work out. Um, what is your goals for this year for, with Fly Wallet? Um, our goals are, like I was saying, to expand cross-chain, so grow our user base by um, accepting more stable coins. Um, also, we have a lot of uh, very cool partnerships that we want to just wrap up and start announcing. Um, and we have a new version of our product coming out um, in the next two weeks, which will basically merge the Web 2 and Web 3 experiences into one. And yeah, I'm just really excited for all of those things to really be solidified because it's just going to give us great momentum to, to focus on growth. Mm, all the best on that. And the last question I'll throw you is the, name three books, nonfiction, that changed the way that you think. Oh, so many. Uh, I'm big on nonfiction. Um, let me think. Okay. Nonfiction. Mm. Let me look at my bookshelf behind me. <laughs> ah, is it your workshop? Oh, I hate that I'm being caught um, off guard. With off guard. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I, I feel like I could recommend some really good books. If you want to list more than three, that's absolutely fine. Um, because you do seem to be the reader type, to be fair. Yes, I am. Um, okay, well, I'm just gonna, okay. There's like, I feel like there's like the such obvious ones that I don't want to say. There's like the how to win friends and influence people. People always say that. And so that made me read it. Um, but it actually, it actually did change my mindset. Um, because when it comes to, you know, getting convincing people to do what you want or building a relationship, you have to put yourself in their shoes. I think it really taught me to seek to understand before being understood. You know, I was always like, oh, I want, I want to be understood. But really, you're more likely to be understood if you understand the other person first, if you're the last one in a room to speak, you know. Um, what else? What else? What else? Let's see. There's one called um, Sapiens behind me that I really enjoyed reading. Um, but that faces many. <laughs> thing is, it's like what the question was: What were the best nonfiction books that taught me what? Taught me lessons? Changed the way that you think. Ah, uh, that changed the way that I think. So the mind moments were like, oh that that made an impact okay if that breaks it down um, yeah oh i hate that like nothing's coming to my head right now there's so many 
And then I'm, there's a bunch, there's a bunch that are fiction, but it has to be nonfiction. Okay, there's one here called Exponential. Hold on, I'll grab it. Mm, go for it. This one I really liked. This was written by like a sports medicine doctor. And mm. it's kind of all about like the science behind reaching your full potential. Um, and, you know, I think now with like founder burnout and everyone working from home and everybody spending the majority of their time sedentary working on their computer, these things are important to read because it's important to have that balance between your, you know, sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous states, you know, your, your fight or flight, rest and digest. Like people don't realize that when you're working and you're accomplishing tasks, you're actually getting like spikes of dopamine that keep you in this like adrenaline state. But if you don't take care of that, if you don't sleep well, if you don't eat right and, and, you know, get the correct type of rest, which sitting on your couch, scrolling through your phone, isn't that type of rest. If you're not getting that, then you can be susceptible to like chronic illnesses in the future. And like, you know, um, you know, optimizing your health comes first. So I would always recommend types of reads like this. And let's see a third book. Um, I feel bad because these like definitely aren't my favorites, but they're what I can think of now. <laughs> um, there's one behind me called um, The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday, which it kind of just goes through history and shows how different figures throughout history have overcome the obstacles to reach success um, and that they couldn't have reached that point that they needed to be at if it wasn't for those obstacles. So it's like if when you were asking me, what would I tell my past self? And I was like, well, kind of nothing, because otherwise I wouldn't have grown into being the person I am. Um, so, yeah, I recommend that, too. And now I'm going to write, like, my favorite books and lessons down so I never forget for the next time someone asks me that. <laughs> Well, the good news about us um, is that we can always invite you to, um, well, I say always, we look to re-invite you to our show in the next six months. So maybe that list may even change. Um, so on that point, thank you for sharing us with your journey. And that's a wrap. Thank you all for tuning in. If you liked the episode, spread the word, share it on your socials. You can follow us on Twitter and Insta for more sneak peeks on what's to come. Until next week, keep on building.